Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. And we are, uh, <laughs> we're here for our second episode of the season. And it's, again, it's fantastic to be back. It's wonderful. Nothing to, uh, to worry about. Things are feeling nice. Things are feeling smooth. At the top of this episode, I do want to thank our sponsors, of course. You know, <laughs> what can I say? You're in the mood for some, uh popcorn and you're local to the indiana area why don't you drive up to cedar lake and get some uh kelly's kernels you know they also uh, offer other exclusive wonderful treats there so if i were you guys please check them out you're 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 driving around in the local area of indiana and you're getting hungry you know even for dinner just go to kelly's kernels okay they got you covered. <laughs> and if you're looking for some other entertainment to watch other than the amateur hour, <laughs> us, you know, I hate to brag. Go over to uh, the Grim Reaper if you want to watch some some gaming on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper for all of your video game needs. He streams, uh, I believe, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. 6 to 11 CDT time. So, you guys be sure to check them out. And as always, we love our Adam Stone, so check him out as well. He's got a new song, Do Your Friends Know. Do they? I don't know. It's a really good song. Check it out. But okay, let's let's get into it. Let's get into topics. I mean, I, I got some questions here, right? Uh, mainly for Austi, because Tyler, this doesn't pertain to you. Okay, man, you're, you're taken, all right? You're taken, you're off the market. That that hunk of man is. I'm just doing it right. <laughs> that hunk of man. <laughs> that hunk of man is taken and has a child. <laughs> so you know, Tyler, you're off the market. So this question isn't for you, right? This this piece of man meat <laughs> has been sold. <laughs> There's already too much bromance in this episode. We're tripling down on the meat, the meat stuff right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just uh <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go along with tyler's thing here he's the the bromance is uh what can i say i'm in love no i'm just kidding <laughs> but anywho we're at max level <laughs> it, you, justin's describing you like that that can of like that big old package of like hamburger meat at the store that you just like look at and you're like i have to buy it yes. that's what it sounds like to me on sale no i'm just kidding <laughs> It's you know it's it's about to get old the day no I'm just kidding all right it's the Anywho. last one left, you're like it's exclusive gotta have it <laughs> all right you know me and uh, me and <laughs> I was just saying me and Austin are a couple salamis ready to be picked up in the market <laughs> I'm I'm a can of spam come get me ladies <laughs> so. Uh... You know, we're we're on the mark. Well, actually, I, I can't say yeah. that anymore. But yeah, dude, I was about to say, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm spoiling things. Let me get forward to the question before I keep uh, getting into supermarket etiquette over here. How did you feel, right? Because the pandemic went by. How did it affect your dating life? Like, what happened? You know, because I know it affected me. So, I mean, I want you to sort of put us in the scenarios, kind of run us through. 
how it kind of made the dating life for you and yeah. Well, um, I mean, kind of made it almost impossible to date. I feel like unless you're really into meeting girls online. So if you're like people listening, like Tinder or Hinge or all those apps, it might not affect you too bad. But for me, I'm more of a meet in person kind of thing, and uh, obviously that wasn't happening. It's also like hard you know you're out doing stuff and everybody's wearing masks and you're like you see a girl like across the room and you're like is she cute like can't got good looking eyes oh god put the mask back on <laughs> yeah like i mean i mean i'm not shaming anybody but like you know sometimes you know smile is a very important thing oh and if she's missing six teeth i don't know i don't know if you guys <laughs> like that necessarily but i prefer dental hygiene so, uh, yeah, it's made it pretty tough. And also just like some of the people you'll talk to, you'll be like, hey, let's do something. And they're like, what about COVID? What, you just want to like talk on here forever? Like, I was, like eventually we got to meet if this wants to go any further. So uh, it makes it really tough, especially since you can't like, there's not a lot of stuff to do. Like concerts were getting canceled and stuff. So, I can uh, see that. Because, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Obviously, I'm I'm not on the market, as Justin said, but I would rather be in person, you know, actually getting to see and know the person. And, you know, if you got to make sure you're being safe. So that's a whole nother struggle. And then, of course, let's say you don't trust the person yet or whatever. Now you got to do more talking through like texting or some social media app, whatever the case is. And that stuff's just weird to me. So I totally agree. Oh, dude, I hate talking to girls on uh, like texts or whatever, because it's like, you no, know, you can, you can talk, but eventually like it gets to the point where like, there's nothing else to talk about. And then you get to that. Once you get to that point, then if you haven't met in person yet, if you then meet in person, it's like, well, what do I ask them? I made that mistake a few times while I was in college. I would just like go crazy texting and then meet them. And I'm like, I don't know what we can talk about because I know everything already. Uh, how was your day? And that's, that's when you know it's not going to go well. <laughs> I would say the only exception to that type of style would be like video gaming kind of stuff. If you if like my cousin, he he does the live stream stuff with video games. If you meet someone on there and you're like in game and everyone's super active, I think that's one of the better times to talk to someone because they're already being more open than they are on a regular basis. So, it, and it's a little bit more fun. Whereas when you're on Facebook and you're just on Messenger texting away, there's no sense of, am I nervous to answer that question? Because did they just not see your message yet or did they see it? And then they're like, uh, 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 because you can't see the face. You don't know what the real true reaction is. Well, it, whereas if you're on stream or whatever, sometimes you're talking, everything's happening in real time. You get a better perspective, but still not the same at all as if you were doing yeah. it in person, but it's a little bit, I think it's a little better that way. And plus if you're that type of person, 
you know you're already probably you know at least a chance of having a better match because that maybe shows that you guys have the same sort of i i don't know interest yeah 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 it was kind of like i mean i would compare that like in with the pandemic i almost think like i'm sure there's plenty of like people that have met online or something that like some of their dates quote-unquote dates because they didn't want to go out and do stuff was like getting on and playing games together or something like uh, yeah i, I would still want to like schedule a time to still see this person yeah like, in person but i think that's a little bit another step up from just messaging at least yeah what you're describing is basically like when you go on a like a, a regular date like you're bowling so you have something else going on so it's not like right exactly you like you're not focused on oh how do i answer this you're just trying to bowl a strike here but also i'm going to answer your question you're probably going to get better answers out of people in that situation too more um, natural answer i would think yeah they don't they don't like sit there and try to think it out and second guess and third guess themselves it's not that answer like, let me take 15 seconds to start typing my message so I can make sure it's what this guy wants to hear. You know, you don't yeah. get that kind of stuff. There's been plenty of times where I'll be, I'll be talking to a girl and next thing you know, she'll be gone for like two hours. And I'm like, it's it's almost hard to pick back up the conversation where it left because it's like, well, I've already moved past that. Like, I don't know. I th just think it's much easier to do all that kind of stuff in person because of this to ever continuing pandemic that just keeps trying to creep back in on us it was always the guy though that like i mean in high school i went to a small school so i knew everybody but once i got to college it was like i'd meet people through people and then we'd like hit it off and we'd start talking and then all that stuff and with being able to hang out with friends and meet their new friends and stuff like that it makes, definitely makes it a little more difficult so the dating life itself is already a minefield, <laughs> you know, on its own. And uh, when this whole pandemic happened, I mean, at least for me, like you were saying, there was a lot of aspects of it that kind of like threw, I think, threw everybody for a loop, right? Like it made people more reliant on, um, you know, dating apps and uh, social media. Um, but it, it, I think... In terms of, like, let's say you being forced to go online, it made at least approaching someone easier, right? Because, like, in person, it's always, like, super awkward, right? Like, you never want to ask a girl out sometimes, like, when she's working. Like, there's nothing more awkward than, like, maybe seeing, like, a pretty waitress. And you're like, you know what? I want to go on a date with her. And you have to go through that just level of how awkward it's going to be when you ask her out on a date and she's working. like, <laughs> Or if like, she's got a boyfriend already, yeah, or too. She, or if she's got a boyfriend already, right? Like, because you never know the status. And it's like, you don't want to be rude, but you also want to sort of take charge and be approachable, right? Well, well like, here's you... a question, though. <laughs> Go ahead. If you never know the status... What I mean, what website are you on? Are we just talking like you hit a girl up on Facebook? Or because if you're on a dating site, shouldn't that imply the status? I think we're talking about like in person. Yeah, but we're talking about like, yeah, I'm so, so far like going on the level of, um, 
meeting in person, right? Like the struggle. Oh, of okay, how that got goes you. First, yeah, but you know, going through that is uh, it's a little bit difficult, right? Because you don't want to be rude to the, you know, you're not over here trying to hit on a chick who has a guy. But then at the same token, like, so you don't know, there's a lot of already unanswered questions. And then you don't know how that person's going to be. Are you going to get their number? Are you going to get their social media? Are they going to ghost you? Let's say even if you go through that, past that level of fear of like, should I ask them? Then it's like, what's the answer, right? Like, <laughs> It's either a no, a yes, and then... You, there's just like so much that goes into it and then after that then you gotta think what type of date to take them on so there's like all these different levels and now you sort of take all the personal level uh you know experience away and then you just go strictly to online or yeah and that makes things like super difficult because it's either that or you're playing the guessing game with the masks <laughs> like like uh yeah. steve was saying like you you decide like hey i think you're pretty cute she like removes her mask for a hot second you know missing like eight teeth and you're like bruh <laughs> you know she breathes on you and it's like oh god i'm dying <laughs> so it smells like death and decay <laughs> is this what covid smells like i don't you see know. the mask thing is weird <laughs> since i've been wearing a mask you're forced to smell your own breath once in a while and I I typically brush my teeth, I floss a lot, I do all that stuff. But then when you put the mask on, like let's say you just had lunch and you put your mask in, like, ugh, this stinks in here. So I like always put a piece of gum in my mouth or sometimes I'll come home from work and I'll brush my teeth just because I've had that mask on. So I wonder, is the mask going to make your mouth hygiene better or worse? Uh, maybe well, it depends I, I, on I the person. I would assume it should make it better, right? But who who knows? Maybe it's for me, I'm thinking about it more. I want to clean my mouth more. So that's why I'm thinking better. But other people... I mean, we know we have people out there with that attitude where I just don't give a shit. <laughs> so maybe theirs gets even worse because I know when you're wearing the mask, you're kind of you're not letting airflow as much. And that actually builds up more bacteria. Yeah, so probably for worse. people who care, it'll be better. People who don't, it's going to get 10 times worse because you're basically just recycling relatively the same breaths over and over again. Like there's still particles from it in the mask. Right. And germs that were attached to all that is coming right back into your mouth and it's just like a it's like so, a, it's like it's like sitting there drinking water spitting it out drinking water spitting it out and just like over and over again oh my god so i think i have a good question for you guys because you guys are in the dating room when you go onto these sites like i don't know if you guys go on dating sites or if you just use facebook whatever when you go to these places before there was always the chance of you found a picture of a hot girl and she's really active and she wants to talk to you. And then you find out that it's some type of scammer. It's a 40 year old dude. That's like messing with people or trying to do terrible things. Do you guys, have you noticed, or do you feel like that has gone up? Is it happening more often? Or do you guys even experience that? Uh, I don't really get on. I don't really mess with the apps. Now, I do know when I was in college, you can kind of tell. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, whenever you get a Facebook request from some random person and it's like they just created the profile like a day ago. Yeah, like all of their brand stuff new. Like, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that. You could kind of tell it was like rushed and 
not very okay. much thought put into it because I don't know about you, but girls put a lot of thought into like Facebook, all that stuff. So like you can tell pretty quickly. Right. Well, the reason I asked because very recently, actually, every once in a while, I get a text message, a picture of a pretty girl shows up on my phone in text. And then all of a sudden, it's like the next message that comes in. Hey, I'm back in town. Uh, well, yeah. we hung out last time, whatever. So I'm just thinking, okay, if, if I'm not in the game, not, have no interest at all, and I'm getting these random texts, what do you guys see when you're online, like looking around, maybe trying a little here and there? Like, do you guys see a bunch of craziness like that? Or is it still just once in a great while? I'd probably say once in a great while. I okay. I don't really, I now that I'm not really on those apps or mess with them, like mainly Facebook. I'll for a while I went through a phase where I learned my lesson quickly. Was if somebody requested me as a friend, I just accept it. I was like, I probably know you from somewhere. I'm in college, you know all these people, and I'm not necessarily sure like who I really do know or don't know. So it's like I just accepted everybody and. There's plenty of. I feel like Facebook, you're probably a little bit safer on because, like you said, if you're in college and you know all these people, and then someone else is on Facebook and it always says people you may know, some people just Mm -hmm. say, Oh, yeah, I remember his face and they'll click the button. I feel like it's much more common for negative things to happen if you're on. I don't know why, but people say Twitter is more dangerous or Instagram is more dangerous for that kind of stuff. Oh. I guess, I don't know if dangerous is the right word, but, mm-hmm. but definitely oh, I, the dating sites, the shady places. Yeah, I don't know so, if you guys ever spent any time on those. I was just going to say on Facebook, the way I learned my lesson was a girl friend requested me. I accepted it. And then she proceeded to tag me and a few of my friends in this nasty post about like what we did to her the night before. And it was like very sexual. And my grandma saw it and all this stuff is bad. It's really bad. It's like, think of, think of the plot for a corn scene. That's what she basically wrote in a Facebook message or a Facebook post. And tagged and it probably me wasn't even true. Oh, it definitely wasn't true. I didn't know that girl. <laughs> I had to tell one of my other buddies. I was like, Hey, this, thing happened because my grandma was the one that saw it and she was like oh my god why is this girl posting this stuff about my grandson like come on i swear i don't know your grandma she's like shaming you what did you do austin (laughs) she called my mom and my mom called me and was like austin who is this and i was like i don't know i had to real quickly do damage control on that get that off my page and lock her and all that stuff so yeah, I mean, I got some answers about all that stuff, but I, you know, let me get back to my setup, right? Let's get, <laughs> let's get a little sidetracked, right? Um, but yeah, so you have all these difficult things, right, about meeting a person. Then now we get into the online realm of things, right? Like where you have to now worry about if you're not a person of conversation, holding a conversation through text. There's a lot of variables that, like, go on through this, right? Like, you could either now... Now here comes the nervousness of, do you cold message somebody on, like, Facebook or Instagram or, you know, whatever sort of social media platform, right? Or do you get on to dating apps? And so now we're in the realm of, you know, digital. And uh, you're kind of, like, forced to 
to digital, you know, to date digitally, and you got to make the first move. Now, I think I want to start with dating apps because we were just talking about that. A lot of times that can be very annoying as well, right? Because like you're all there, right, for the same reason. Uh, you got the swipe rights and the swipe lefts. Either and... you're trying or you just want something. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's a lot of now layers that get into that. Okay, like how detailed are you gonna get into your post? Uh, what pictures are gonna use of yourself? What makes you seem friendly, right? And by the way, I have a percentage for people who are on both uh, Bumble and Tinder. About, I think it was 90% of the population on those apps are men. So if you're a dude looking for a chick, you don't really have options, right? Like you only have 10% of the population uh, that is on there is just women. So like first off, you're already at that disadvantage. And second off, um, now you have to impress, right? Like what are girls looking for? What do they want? You have to be very thoughtful in terms of your bio and kind of get to the point, but also be interesting, which is super weird. And, the, you know, navigating dating apps is hilarious, right? Because there's all these girls have the same sort of posts. Like, it's insane. Like, right, guys have to be so creative. But it was like chicks, like, who cares, right? Like, you would always see the same thing. I like adventures. First off... There, just because you went to like the store or you you're like hey let's go to like starved rock or something that's not an adventure right that's just you know you're going on a little trip like this <laughs> like i'm like enough with this word adventure like every single profile i had seen is i love adventures um i drink i this i that and it was like the same things like copy and paste it it was beyond annoying so you have to get past that then you gotta match somebody when you finally match somebody is it a random account normally there are tells for example like you will have one there'll be one picture no no freaking you know bio attached to it or the bio will be very direct and like luring you know if you kind of know what I'm talking about, like, hey, I'll sleep with you, and you're like, uh, okay, it's probably fake, all right, swipe, and so, Working like, there's, for there's FWB. yeah, oh, yeah, or FWB, and it's like, to be honest, uh, also a high percentage of the girls that are on these apps, it's not just to sort of smash and pass, right, like, we're just like, yeah, a minute to, you know, get the uh, shalami, <laughs> and then like move on like no it was like you know most of them go on there with more intent than actually most guys so you have that layer to sort of get through right and then there's a layer of when you match when you match now you got to make sure that this person is real i have a process right i'm like yo give me your social medias both snapchat instagram facebook whatever and then I make sure I video call the person. Like, there's no way I would ever try and attempt a first date without video calling. Because even voice calling, right? It could be somebody that is just, like, being very weird. Or uh, there's also a certain aspect that you can run into where it is a girl and a chick. and But she has, like, intent to, like, rob you with somebody else. Like, you never know, right? Like, people are crazy. So 
there's all these different aspects now that you got to worry about. So again, it's almost like dating in real life, but except now it's digital and you have less proof. <laughs> like there's that like whole level of mystery. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, even cold messaging somebody on Facebook, it's almost the same things you have to worry about. And then holding up conversation. What do you say? What's the next thing? Like, like Austin was saying, like, what are you going to talk about the weather every day? Like, Oh, how's the weather out there? Like in, especially with like this generation, right? Like, I feel like it's very hard to hold the conversation. You try and talk Mm -hmm. about something and like their attention rate is like so little, like where they would just disappear like after an hour or something, like having conversation with you, like they're just like, boop, they're just gone. And then they start messaging you again or like, they'll get too bored of like, maybe you're like, I don't want to ask, you know, the hard hitting questions that I want to like work my way up and into getting to know them. Sometimes like they just get bored of that. Like, I don't know what to say, you know, and I could just at least say from my experience, right. And like my accounts in terms of dating. So yeah, you know, dating in, in, you know, in the pandemic was, it was kind of rough. I had the fortune of, having uh, a relationship uh someone i met online i dated them for about a year things broke up right and then uh i went back online right and through awesome and crazy good graces and uh, fantastic sort of way things like worked out i ended up meeting my current girlfriend Online and she's absolutely fantastic. And we talked for a whole month before we got to uh, see each other, which was really awesome. I did the video chats, right? <laughs> I did my due diligence and getting to know the individual. And sometimes you just pull the uh, the lucky straw. And then right? seen her for the first time, and it was a man. Oh gosh, no, <laughs> she very much was a whoa man. Huh? <laughs> was a whoa man. And it was absolutely fantastic to get to see her. She lives a whole state away. It was, uh, what can I say, one of the best experiences. Sometimes, like I said, you, you just pull the, uh, the you know, the you find the needle in the haystack, so to speak. And uh, I don't know. I'm happy uh, how things worked out. I'm happy where things went. But dating well, in the pandemic was question. definitely, absolutely insanity but uh what was your question Doug? just a quick one so you mentioned she lives a whole state away um what do you do when you get to the point to where like all of a sudden it's serious and now you have to pick do i go to her or does she come to me i feel like that decision is going to be a hard one so you mean Uh... in, in terms of like all right, like this chick is going to be, you know, my forever, right? Or this individual, so to speak, is going to be it. Are you talking about that or like... I think he's talking about, so like when you first go to meet them in person, I think the answer to that question is like, uh, if that is your question. I think the answer is like you, as the guy, you kind of have to go to them almost. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking in the future. So in the future... Like when, when, you, know, when you decide you're going to tie the knot, Okay. You know, all right. I so, like, be like, one of you has to leave a family because you're a whole state apart. Yeah. No. That I mean, that is a true question and a tough question. I would say that 
For me personally, um, I would want to meet, I don't know, I would want to meet somewhere in the middle, you know, like where it's like we're kind of in between families, right? I mean, she's a whole state over and it's not somewhere like too far. So I would yeah. like to like be somewhere like directly in the center, right? Where or, and, and or is it think something of like work, you right? just fully invite her in and then you just like go visit her family often? You I know, think it, I think it kind of depends on your situation. Like, where are you at in life? Like, for example, I have a really, really good job. Say I meet somebody that lives in Arkansas and she, you know, maybe she works walmart or she's going to college or whatever and she like we're dating and then we decide we want to like move in together she's like just graduated college so she's like kind of can go anywhere the thing then like yeah i would probably want her to come more towards me but if say she's got like an established career and like she's doing really really well and it's like like, uh, for example, like a graphic designer, like you kind of need to be in a bigger city to really make really good money doing that. She's in that space. Like, I'm an accountant, so I could theoretically just move there, get a job. I think it just kind of depends on the situation. Yeah, I, I agree. Because like, let's say, for example, I start working in Chicago, right? And let's say I live somewhere in Indiana. And... Uh, let's say I live in Kelly's Kernels in Cedar Lake. <laughs> <laughs> you live in the yeah, I live the there. Store. So if you want to come visit me, <laughs> let's say I'm living in Kelly's Kernels <laughs> right now, and you want to come visit me and eat some popcorn. <laughs> they have 68 flavors, mind you. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sort of in between. The person lives uh, like a state over. I think that meeting somewhere sort of in the middle, right? So that way it's like close enough where she can see her family and maybe also close enough where I can go to work. I think that's really important too. I think I've lightly had that sort of discussion in terms of like what we would do. And it's like our future jobs of what we would want to do kind of like offers us up to like move wherever's best for work. So yeah, and that's what I was that asking. Well. I feel like you have to know that early on. Yeah, because no, it's gonna be long term. I mean, if that's a if that's something you can't overcome, it's it's bound to fail. So that's what I was really asking. Like, yeah, no, like, what do you do are, in that situation? Yeah, these are questions that I know. I I personally I like to ask early on, right? Like, I sort of discuss these things with somebody, especially living in a distance. Like, it's. I mean, because you, you don't want to jump too ahead, right? Like, you don't want to think future right away and, like, freak the person out. Or you don't want to jump to future in, in terms of, like, because you never know where the relationship would go sometimes. But sometimes you just know, right? Like, you have a good feeling, right? Like, for example, I have a really good feeling about this relationship. So it's like I very much handled my bases of, like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is who I am. Um, this is important, this is important, yada, yada, to think about, right? Like, these are stuff... And, and I, I feel like that's a really good starting point if you're the type of person that can just, right there, boom, this is what I'm looking for. If you don't like it, it's not going to work out. I feel like if you can break that barrier right away, you're probably going to have a much better start and probably a more reliable 
connection with the other person too so i I feel like that's gonna be you're being super blunt that's how i am but i feel like that's the right way to do it for yeah a lot of situations yeah i think most relationships they end up stepping into how would you say like rather than you know discussing right like and i had this talk with my girlfriend the other day it was like you know rather than you know there's normally like layers to it right where you're like oh you know what's your favorite color what's your favorite food type of thing right and then you sort of start slowly getting into the seriousness and right i'm definitely i'm a person like i don't work that way i just i jump into it right like i'm just like this is who i am take it or leave it okay bye (laughs) like you know (laughs) right you want to know all the little stuff you want to know all the simple stuff like you you have to start somewhere because you have to be like, do I actually like this girl? Do, do we have the same interests? Do we click at all? Like, you have to do that first. Otherwise, why even try to do the serious stuff if you're not even clicking, like you're a mile apart, you know? So you have to do the simple stuff first. But I feel like the sooner you can break that barrier and be like, yo, this is who I am. This is who I'm looking for. If it's not you, I mean, you you're wasting your time and her time you're wasting each other's time so i feel like if you can get past that that barrier early it's probably better yeah that's that's how i work and i hope that the dating realm out there kind of works that way too and it's like again i feel like the sooner you could sort of answer these questions and especially if you personally have a good vibe right for the person or like in terms of like you have a good feeling about them um and you just know like i said sometimes you just know and you're like this feels right if that is the case i'd suggest to anybody out there that's currently in a relationship make sure you're covering these bases of the things that are most important to you i think another thing is that's kind of important that i don't know like jumping into the relationship world in general despite pandemic or not that is important that i also give everybody the same advice is you know make sure you have your bases of like maybe list five things that are important to you and once you have those bases of those core values that are super important that you want that special individual to have first like a serious relationship that is you know you don't like settle right like if they don't have like two of those or they don't have like three of those don't be like oh well like those don't matter you're gonna settle you're gonna always compromise and if you're always compromising it's almost like you're always in an argument with each other. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, you need to have a, a level of, like, these values that are important to you, and you got to stick by them, right? Because I feel like if you, because you, you know what's best for you, so you know if that person has, like, a family value or, like, you know, again, what things that are important to you, if they have that, then you know that, it probably if they can meet all those expectations that probably tells you what that type of person is because to be honest right not everyone's going to meet everything on that expectation list but if you can have that and you do find that it is absolutely phenomenal and you know that that relationship probably is for you and that's like a good starter so i i'd like to encourage people to sort of have those just five fine five core values for you that are important and try not to settle because when you start to get in that mindset right of just like oh well i'm just gonna t- 
take it right i'm gonna take it rather than leave it type of thing then you just end up in such like horrible situations where you just in relationships that are kind of just dead end right you like you know that they don't have what's important to you but you're just like eh or you start to try and change the person you're with and i think that also you never want to get into a relationship trying to change someone because it's not going to lead you anywhere you're just going to end up failing in that relationship so the, i those are my two cents right um take the advice if where where it may leave it either way <laughs> I, I did think this was fairly interesting to sort of discuss, and maybe we might revis- revisit this topic because we're just talking about <laughs> more or less the how it f- was dating in the pandemic and kind of short stories. Like, yeah, it was kind of difficult, and it's it's a new venture to go about. Um, but it's good to be safe. It's good to be considerate. Make sure you're not getting catfished, okay? <laughs> For those of you who are dating online out there. Um, and make sure that when you're going into conversation, you go into it with some meaningful intent and, uh, take it like you're talking to that person in real life. And, uh, yeah, maybe we might talk about relationship and other stuff in, uh, maybe in the next podcast or podcast after that, but we got to go break. We're kind of a little over here. I hope you guys enjoyed so far. Uh, enjoy these words. From our sponsors. Enjoy high octane gaming with the Grim Reaper live on Twitch. Watch the Reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles such as Call of Duty Warzone, Call of Duty Zombies, Valorant, Minecraft, and more. Join him as he competes against high competition in COD Warzone tournaments for large cash prizes. You can catch the Grim Reaper streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 to 11 p.m. CDT. Just search twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper. Link in the bio. Looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn? Then I have the place for you. Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddar flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago-style flavor is for you. Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, a huge thank you to Kelly's Kernels, our first local sponsor. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy. Again, you're in the Indiana area. I would suggest going to Cedar Lake and checking out Kelly's Kernels. They got 68 fantastic popcorn flavors as well as uh, a few other tasty treats. So it's not just popcorn there. So if you guys want to enjoy a plethora of treats, check them out. And if you're looking to watch some game gaming, some streaming, uh, on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 6 to 11 CDT, you'll be able to catch the Grim Reaper slaying out on a few games or maybe maybe having a nice relaxing p- passive stream of Minecraft. 
Either way, go check him out. He has uh, some great content. Um, and, hey, be sure to follow us on all social media. And please subscribe and or follow if you're uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Please subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell uh, and give us a like. And drop some comments in there. We want to hear from you. How was? I'll throw out the questions later. <laughs> but with that said, let's continue on. We got some wonderful tech nudes. We're on the tech half of the podcast, so to speak. Um, <laughs> we have uh, video gaming. Video gaming in China. So as of recent, China is actually restricting the time that people can play video games, whether you're young or teen, you're now restricted certain access and the length of which you can play video games. So as far as I'm aware, uh, you could only play three hours a week. Was that? I, I believe I was hearing something along the lines of three hours a week. It was like from like eight to 12 or something like that. It was like a very short time span. And China sort of implemented this rule in order to cut back on video game addiction because apparently it was kind of rampant out in China. I feel like in, in China it might industry. actually be a problem um, because China has a lot more like uh, mobile gaming, a lot more cheap hardware. China's more techie. So I feel like it could be a problem, but... I, I had to intervene like right away because that time frame, I don't game a lot and I'm a gamer because I usually don't have time. I always have to do something else. That's way less than I game and I wouldn't even be able to game in that time frame. Uh, so I, I need to cut in real quick because I read articles about it and like Chinese language to English uh, translation of one of like a newsletter talking about it and it's for it's from eight o'clock to nine o'clock oh my god Thursday, friday saturday sunday or thursday friday saturday you get those three hours only to play so if you don't play those three hours you can't play that week so what are people gonna do like hey boss i need to be able to play my game like i won't make it until 10 today well it's <laughs> people it's people under 18 yeah it's so for... if you're an adult it doesn't matter well, I think it was for teens. You still have a restriction, so it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's from child to teen. You have, and you you're most of these like sort of games as a service or online games. You're gonna have to put in your age, and from there, it, the game is actually going to restrict you and kick you off after those hours or not allow you on. So crazy. So are parents not doing their part in China? I mean, this sounds like a like a parenting thing. Well, I don't oh. know. Because, I mean, you could say the same for the U.S., you know. It's just, um, I don't know, the government out there very much is into lots of regulations and lots of, you know. I, I know there's people out there know. all around the world that are just like, if they leave their computer from gaming, they'll have a breakdown. Like, that's a thing. And it, it's probably a problem. When I'm on a computer for three hours, I just tell myself, I just need to shut this off because it's too much time at that point. But when I get a new video game, yeah, I might put four or five hours, six hours in it in the beginning. Um, but then there's some days, like, I'll go a week sometimes where I won't even touch it. So 
I guess it depends on the person because I know there's people out there that if they get on the computer, like they don't stop, like it's they're they're on there and all of a sudden they've disappeared from the world. So I can understand why they feel like they need to implement it. But I also I'm thinking like, okay, if you're if you're a parent and you're not saying anything, maybe that's why this governmental rule is taking effect. It's just weird to me. I I feel like that's a weird thing for the government to say this is how it's going to be i I don't know the articles i read uh, a lot of it is one like so the p the chinese people like they're some of them like it but the majority are like this is an invasion into family home because it's the government telling you what you can and cannot do in your own home you know what i mean right and like for me like the thing is is it is not on the government in my eyes, now this is China, which is like completely different. But like, say the United States tried to do something like this, it is not the government's position to tell us what we do in our free time, so long as it's legal. So if I want to sit on a game for six hours a day, five days a week, I can do that and mess up my own psyche if I want to. Like that's on me. Like there might be somebody else who does like something like that there's plenty of kids out there that stream and make money off of it you're you're affecting somebody's livelihood and not only that but like over in china pan the asian a lot of the asian uh, countries like uh competitive gaming and for money is like huge so how is that going to affect that as well because you've got like league of legends all those mobas or whatever like there's tons of Tons and tons of uh, the OWL, like a lot of them are from Asia. Like, there's more than just one one level to this. Like, to me, somebody wanting to do play like three hours a day on as a hobby, playing video games, is no different than somebody going outside for three hours a day and you know, creating a birdhouse. Like, a hobby is a hobby at the end of the day. Yeah, right. I, I think that the like you're saying, and I totally agree with this, uh, especially this part of what you're saying is like, as as long as you're not harming somebody and it's legal, I think that they shouldn't really have no say into a person's personal life. Like, they should just leave them alone. I think that can gaming addiction be a thing, and should it be restricted? Maybe for younger ages, right? Like, I could understand maybe to like. I don't know, like you're 12 years old or something like that, right? Because you... I, I think feel like it should be something dressing... closer to like drinking, you know? When you when you have a drinking problem or a drug problem, there's places you can go to get help. Like gambling. You can get help for gambling problems. If there's a bad addiction or something like that in China, I feel like it should be handled the same way. I just don't think it's right for like what Austin said, for them to step into their personal life like in the house you can't do this in your own house for something so simple as video gaming but in terms of like their youth and like their education system i think that if you want to be a leading edge country you really have to push education right i feel it's very easy especially nowadays with tech being so readily available that if i i feel like to an extent right like uh, this isn't 100 you know my belief but I believe that there, if 
if the parents, I believe, first off, the parents should regulate their children in terms of playing tech, being on tablets, watching TV, because a TV as a child's babysitter and all that stuff is not going to really help the child's mindset, right? And there's also right. studies that study uh, that show, uh, right, where watching too much television and uh, being, uh, how would you say, exposed to too much screen time. A lot of times, like, you're going to have a lot of uh, different uh, flares in the mind, so to speak, that are going to stimulate certain areas of the mind too much so, uh, where it can affect your learning, your memory, and all this stuff. So, actually, gaming for long hours is not really good for you. But I think that they have to start sort of... If they regulated it for children, like I said, to a certain age, I think that would have been okay in my eyes. But if they're now regulating like preteen, adult, I think that is kind of ridiculous. Uh, because, I mean, to be honest, it's a form of stress relief. It's a way to get out. It's like watching a movie, reading a book, a TV show. However, it's a form of getting out and just breathing, right? Like you're just stepping into a different universe. You're not worrying about what's behind you, you know, what's the left of you, what's the right of you. You're not worrying about the next bill you have to pay the next day or the next day of school. Like it's time to just relax. And I don't think right. that it's your disconnect. Have that intervention. Yeah, it, it's your disconnect. You know, when, when I come home from work and I do the same thing every day, and I'm super duper busy and I come home and I play a video game for a couple hours. That's that's my disconnect from the world. Like, let me decompress and not think about whatever the hell all day, you know. But I feel like over over here in the U.S., you know, our teachers, part of their responsibility is to make sure that the kid is getting everything they need to, you know, everything they need to learn. And they're also their other responsibility is the reason they give homework is to obviously keep their mind going on learning to keep it active. But also, you know, when you go home, let's say because it's out there, you know, you're one of those kids. You have the parents that just don't really care. Maybe there's a drinking problem at home. Maybe there's a drug problem at home and the parents aren't really doing their part then the school has to be the one to step in to say, this kid never has his homework done. His grades are going down. Why? And then they have to ask, you know, do we, do we intervene? And then, and then they send someone out to find out what's going on with this kid. It usually starts with having a parent come in with a parent teacher conference or, or something like that. So if video gaming is that much of a problem, I feel like in China for the younger generation, you know, your elementary kids or, or your middle school kids, I, I feel like that would be a responsibility of the school systems if you want to focus on school and if this, this is how you want to reduce the gaming. This is that type of responsibility. I, it just doesn't seem like a government mandatory option for me. I, I feel like that's the wrong approach. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you were talking about, like, facilities, like, for drugs and alcohol in China, they have they have facilities. That they take people to. You could be of any age. It costs like they broke down the breakdown of it. It's like basically seventeen hundred dollars a month, and you go to this like it's kind of I didn't specify where, but I'm assuming it's like 
out away from big cities and there's no technology at all like no phones computers nothing nothing that resembles technology you're in a building got your like basic you got electricity but like if you want to read you got to read a book uh an actual book not if you're um you know stuff that you would do say like pop machine or something like that it all it's not the technology like it's you have to make the pop like all this stuff it's like bare bones you're going back 50 years type of thing and um they like it's supposed to basically be a treatment because they're saying that it's not just it's it's just like chinese the chinese population in general just have a huge addiction on technology which makes sense because I mean, I feel when like you become every- so dependent on technology. It can, I mean, it can be damaging. Because there's, there's people out there that will use a calculator every time they need to do math, and they're using a calculator for something that's so simple as three times nine. Yeah, that's I to think- that extent where you just need to be able to realize, like, yo, you need to be able to function without technology. Yeah. So, and I think, think that, like, there's a certain level that every human being has to hit and then once past that like there's some stuff like technology is just the one way more efficient and two like you can still you can still use it but as long as you understand like the method behind it and you're okay like you know somebody who's doing like my brother-in-law's a medical physicist he understands like ins and outs of it but to do all of his uh simulations he has to use technology to use it you know stuff like that like there's a certain point where you hit like do i spend a hundred years doing this simulation or do i let my computer do it overnight type of thing so it's like there's there's definitely it's a double-edged sword because the thing is is for example in china say they end up doing this for the entire population and at that point like what about jobs if your job was you're on your computer like working all day you know you no longer like are you able to do it for work but then when you come home you've used all your hours of being with technology yeah i mean you could only limit it so much i think exactly you know i think with this generation for sure we we have to take it upon ourselves and i think we have to self-regulate essentially how much we're on tech right i I feel Every so often, we have to sort of take a step back, take a step away from the screens. First off, it harms your eyes. And second off, like you said, it does affect your mind. There's concrete studies and evidence. Yes, video gaming and other sort of uh, screen time is not good for your mental health. Um, So do your own research later in the day. I'm sure you guys will end up finding articles on this stuff. Trust me, a lot of studies are out there. So, in in terms of that, I mean, you could sort of you take a step back and look at all that stuff. But I think that us as a society and, and people, we have to take it upon ourselves again to step away from tech every once in a while. I personally, I love to video game. I could play video games for an hour, a full day, you know, just hours upon hours of video gaming. But every so often... Uh, what I've been doing as of, you know, not as of recent, but of like as of recent as of like a whole year, I'll literally take a step back. I'll nap. I'll read something. I'll just literally 
maybe spend time with my dog or spend time with my family and just step away from tech because I think it's important to not overindulge because anything that you write overindulge is always not good for you. Like you always have to take, you know, a moment to breathe, get away, let the mind rest because it's, it's like I said, in a later run, it's not going to be worth the, uh, mental issues that you might have and who knows, right? Like we have, uh, a lot of depression, right? Uh, as of recent, I've noticed, right? Like a lot of people get diagnosed with depression, like chronic depression, all this stuff. Uh, I wonder if, right. And this is just a theory, right? Like does possibly too much tech have an effect on our mental status in terms of depression and stuff? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, in, and now you got VR coming up pretty soon as well, where it's like the sort of hyper realistic way to play video games. And I, at least I remember there was a study that was the possibilities of how that can actually cause PTSD. So there's, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to look into tech and how bad it could be. So my advice to people at home, take a step back every so often if anything like you have such wonderful things like audio podcasts where you're not going to be having to look at your screen for maybe an hour listen to something in the background you know listen to music listen to again the amateur hour podcast (laughs) well yeah yeah. going off of the mental thing like what about these kids that have all these friends online and they're now separated from them? Is that going to cause those kids to like, is that going to cause more depression? You know what I mean? Like, is the solution going to cause maybe a bigger problem? I think um, that's another parenting thing. Because if, if, you're, if you're a kid and you, you have, your parents bought you an Xbox, there's so much parental control at least on Xbox and everything that you can set up that a lot of parents don't set up. So if your kid's 10 years old, he does not need, he or she does not need full access to everything that console can do. Like you should be able to accept, you know, your, your parents should be able to say if you're going to accept friends or whatever, because, okay, you live in a neighborhood there's 10 other people in a neighborhood that you go to school with. You can actually see these people in real life. Maybe five of them have an Xbox. That's who should be on your friends list. What shouldn't be on your friends list is 25 other friends from God knows who are in the United States across the world or whatever, because that's kind of going to start that problem where you just mentioned. Now, Mom says, I got to turn my Xbox off or, oh, the Xbox broke, but we can't afford to fix it. Some some weird like that. Now that kid's like, I can't talk to this person. I talk to him every day. Well, because you shouldn't have been allowed to do that, because now when that the Xbox is broke, you, you should be thinking, oh, well, let's go outside and ride my bike. Let's go talk to my actual friend that lives a couple blocks down the road and like be a kid. And not isolate yourself in a room with a mic. Yeah, I kind of disagree because all some of my greatest friends that I've made in my life were on Xbox when I was in middle school. You know, 
But like, mate, what you're saying could apply to somebody I'm, who's I'm like talking 10. like a ten year old. Middle school is entirely different. Yeah. But this this law is like for everybody up to the age of eighteen. So we have to need to make sure and specify what we're talking about when we talk about it. When, but when like, you're when you're super young, you don't understand how to control that kind of stuff. When you're 15, 16, up in there, you know, you're you start to understand a lot more. You you that's when you really need to be branching out. That's when you need to be building your social skills for everything like that. But I feel like when you're really young, that's when it's damaging when you're playing M-rated games, when you're getting a bunch of this other stuff that, you know, like a 10-year-old shouldn't be telling me to fuck off on GTA. Yeah, like, there definitely is That's damaging for a reason, <laughs> you know? So I feel like the parental control when the kids are yeah. really young is really important. But when you're in middle school, like you just said, that's I feel like that's completely acceptable because that's when you should be learning how to social. branch out. Yeah. That's when you should be meeting more people. That's when you're really getting your social skills that you that you need as an adult. Let's say you build those skills now. Now you're now now you're at your job. You're you're an adult. Now you know how to talk to different people when when you're at work and you have to call another department or you have to call another company and you have to set up a meeting. You learn skills like that from when you were a kid doing things like that but when you're eight nine ten years old it's really dangerous to do stuff like that and it's i mean in my opinion it's damaging and you know you, you start to learn that things that aren't really okay feel like they're okay because that's what your 20 friends on xbox that you don't even know what their face looks like are doing yeah it definitely is the regulation of the parents that i think Parents at a young age, right, have to make sure that they're monitoring their child. And especially now, right, we're going to ha start having much more crazier catfishing and all this stuff that uh, definitely is a topic of another time. Um, is going to be important to make sure you're watching your kid and making sure that they're safe and okay and that they're not overindulging in tech, but also and in, in know how to themselves self-regulate. So it definitely mm -hmm. is, I think, relies on the parent. In terms of the government, I think we're all in agreement that I don't think a government should say what you do on your leisure as long as it's not harmful and not against the law, you know? Um, at the end of with... the day, Go ahead. Also, I said at the end of the day, it should be all on the parents. The government shouldn't have to step in. I agree. And with those final thoughts, we are actually at time. Uh, we got some more topics for you guys next, uh, yeah, next week, the following week. So we're gonna have a lot of interesting topics. Again, I would love to remind everybody we're only doing three episodes a month now. Uh, so every three week, three weekends, we have a new episode, and then we take a break, and then another three episodes. So be sure to uh, be like aware of our. Uh, how do you say our scheduling so to speak so make sure you guys know that that's our new schedule again three times a, a month so with that said i hope you guys enjoyed the word from our sponsors i hope you guys enjoyed the content come back for some more we actually want to hear from you as well in the comments down below uh if you're watching this on youtube i know you can comment also on soundcloud make sure you leave a comment so uh, what do you guys think? Do, does the government 
need to regulate? Do you feel like they should intervene? How is the dating life in the pandemic for you? I would love to hear all about it. Leave it. Just drop a little, drop a little comment down below. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe, follow us and like us on everything. Uh, link tree is also in the description and everybody we affiliate with is in the description down below. So be free to follow, like, Thank you so much. As always, we love you.